Hello, this is Jen Springer of LikesToLeads.com, and we're going to do another episode today about finding prospects for your network marketing business, or any business for that matter, because we all need prospects, because if we don't have any, our business will die. And that is sometimes the biggest mistake I think people make, is they work for many years to get momentum and have a plethora of customers. It's, I call it like the tsunami effect. And, you know, you're in the community, you're present at vendor events, you're part of chamber of commerce, you're networking, you're doing all the things. And over time, what happens is you've got this massive momentum and then people pull back on their advertising strategies. And then what happens? <laughs> that growth and momentum they've had will start to slow down and then eventually come to a screeching halt. I've done this in my own business more than once <laughs> where, you know, I'm riding the wave of the momentum and, you know, things are super abundant and growing. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to focus on, on that. And then I don't have my networking and my publicity efforts going the same. And then guess what happens over time, even a couple years, things burn out. And it's just a fact. You always have to be sowing new seeds in the garden. That's what I like to say. So I want to talk today about how do you target people on Facebook in the ads manager? Because I get this question a lot. And when I see what people do on their own <laughs> in the back of Facebook, uh, they pretty much throw everything but the kitchen sink in their interest targeting and stuff like that. You know, they're trying to cast a broad net. And we want to do that to some degree, but we want to be specific because the thing is with ads, the more specific you are to attain a customer or a prospect for business, the more likely you are to find that person. And I think one of the biggest issues that we have in our industry is that it's touted that everybody is our prospect. And that is true and it's not true all at the same time, especially when doing ads. You know, many people that are successful offline doing, you know, vendor events or, you know, face-to-face -face prospecting or however people do it, they're very successful because when you start a conversation with somebody, you can start responding to them and having a conversation that really winds up around their issues. But the issue online is that we bring that same thought pattern from offline to the internet and we're making everybody our prospect. You know, we're trying to write ads in a way that everybody's going to like them. And, you know, we go into the ads manager and we're choosing interest groups and things like that. We're throwing everything in there, but the kitchen sink. And then when the button is clicked, the little green button to go live on your ads, nobody responds. <laughs> and why? Why doesn't anybody respond? Because it's like literally like you threw the kitchen sink at it and people look at that ad and they're like, ah, that's not related to me or that's not applicable to me. And they pass you by. So one of the secrets to online marketing is to market to a, each ad to a specific person or problem or issue or something of that nature. You know, you can have 
you would call I hate the word uh, I don't you know avatar <laughs> you know if you've ever taken a marketing course you know they have you do your avatar and I kind of do that exercise with people but really we kind of do that to just have a dartboard to kind of throw our our dart at really what we need to do is drill down deeper and we can have many avatars but you know many people we're going to market to but really what we need is to identify you know what problems are we solving for these people and sometimes you know say hypothetically women that are between the ages of 25 and 50 and women over 50 they might have some of the same problems so we can write an ad to that specific problem and have a bigger like net we could cast over the age groups in the you know within the female gender so the number one thing is is to really know your market and sometimes you know instead of writing one ad to try to throw everything in there but the kitchen sink what we should do is write multiple ads addressing specific problems so an example i can give would be women that might be suffering from menopause issues or perimenopause which you know if you are, are you know promoting a product that could help with that this is just an example by the way you might want to address hot flashes sleeping weight gain hair falling out loss of energy brain fog you know sweats if i didn't say that already <laughs> you know all these different things the problem is is that when we write an ad to that we're we're not drilling into a specific issue really deep. We're staying superficial on it. And we're better off looking at that age group of women, so late 30s through their 50s, and picking one of those problems that they're seeing with menopause or perimenopause and going really deep on that problem. So for example, if you were going after that market, you might want to address sleep, you know, problems falling asleep, staying asleep, restful sleep, waking up rested, hot, uh, hot you know, night flat flashes, hot sweats, whatever you want to call them, night sweats, <laughs> you know, dealing with that, waking up all the time and things like that. You know, that's enough alone to be a good topic for one ad. And if you also wanted to address the issues of brain fog that come with that hormone issue, that would be a separate ad. Okay. We could talk about, you know, did you leave your keys in the refrigerator again? <laughs> you know, what, you know, ever since quote, the change has come along, uh, things are winding up in weird places, you know, and, and, and you're finding that you've got to go get your fifth cup of coffee by noon just to try to function through the afternoon. I, you know, so I'm saying, you know, we can make a very specific, what we call word picture when we pick one particular problem to go after in an ad. So like for an example of this, the avatar is women that are menopausal and perimenopausal of age. So probably late thirties, early forties through their fifties, maybe early sixties. So that's the avatar. But the thing is that we've got to look at the problems they're having. So you list out the problems and you can be going through, like I said, you know, hair falling out, sleeping badly, 
weight gain, loss of libido, craving, you know, blah, 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 hot flashes, all the things. So like I said, if you're going to run an ad, you don't run an ad to all those things. And that's what everybody does. They throw everything but the kitchen sink in there. And that's not how we write good ads. So if we're going to write an ad about it, we pick one thing. So with that, now that you've chosen that topic, and then you've chosen a problem that goes with that avatar that you think is pretty juicy. When you go into Facebook, how do you target them? I mean, that's really the truth. And the same is with other platforms that allow you to run ads as well. You know, how do you pick these things? And so, you know, how do you pick the demographic and things like that? So, of course, we're going to go with gender. You know, that's an easy one. Male, female. Well, I don't know the last time I knew a guy that had his period. <laughs> so probably choose women on this one, right? Um, on the other side of that, you would probably choose your geolocation. You know, some people want to choose local, which you can do in many of the social media sites, Facebook, you can. Some people have teams in different areas across the world. The only thing I would say about growing teams across the world is make sure you can be present there. Because you're, just because your company is open in that country doesn't mean you should run ads there. You've got to have a presence there because if you don't or you've got some really strong leaders there, it's really easy to lose your teams. It's just a fact. Um, they grow faster and they have more loyalty when you are able to be there. So maybe you want to grow a team in Italy, right? And your company's open in Italy and you go to Italy once or twice a year. Then you have family in Italy. It would make sense to maybe target that. But if you're going to target different countries, do them in separate different ads. Don't throw them all in the same one because you want to know what's working, what's not working. So the other thing is now you've got your location, you've got your age, your gender. Of course, you're going to choose age. So know your market. You know, maybe you prefer to work with women who've already struggled a while with perimenopause. They might go in from 45 to 55. Or maybe you want to catch women at the beginning of that problem. So it'd be late 30s, you know, in through their early 60s. You might have, uh, you know, 38 to 63 or something like that. Or if you're only going after menopause, it would be, you know, older, <laughs> 50 and up. You know, some women go through it in their late 40s. But you, you want to know your demographic. Remember, everybody in the kitchen sink is not your, your market ideally when you're running ads. Yes, there are women in their 20s that experience hormone issues. There are women in their 30s that experience hormone issues. But more specific is better. And I'm using this hormone one as an example. So whatever your market is, you would apply this to that market. But this is a really good one since so many people are familiar with this. And even if you're a guy listening to this, you know a woman in your life at some point that has had hormone issues due to menopause or perimenopause. <laughs> so it's just a fact. There's all these weird things that happen. It's a good, it's an example that people can relate to. So now when you get to the part of the ad, you know, where you're like, okay, I can target according to interest groups, especially in Facebook, you can choose, you know, women that like to eat pizza or they drive a Cadillac or they work out or anything like that. Well, how do you choose that and how do you narrow that down because there are so many options and more is not better i will tell you especially with facebook the more stuff you put in the interest groups 
the more confused Facebook gets. It's just my opinion. It's my experience. So if you're going to say, go after women that are active, you know, that are dealing with these perimenopause and menopause issues. One thing I encourage you to get your interest group up to about a million plus or minus a couple hundred thousand, but you want to have a pretty big group, but keep your interests of like things together. What I mean by that. So when you're in Facebook and you want to put in say women that are active, so you might put in like CrossFit and hiking and yoga and, you know, HIIT workouts or something, you know, everything that's related to physical activity. You wouldn't put all those things and then put mompreneur in with the same thing. Like you always put like things with like. So if you're in the interest group area on Facebook and you're like, okay, I want to go after women that are active. So I'm going to choose, you know, yoga and hit workout and CrossFit and personal trainer and, you know, all these things, marathon runner, swimmer, you know, all these things. You might even make it more specific if you're, if your group is big enough, say just doing CrossFit and all things of that nature, then that would work. You know, you don't need to throw in other things if you get to that million plus or minus a couple hundred thousand, but you would not put in, you know, physical activities, sports, and then throw in, like mompreneur, a lot of people do that. Or they'll put in like, say if you want Christian women who are also fitness active, then you could put that, Facebook gives you the option to narrow further. And you would add that in as another layer. You would not throw it in with the activity people, you know, all the active things, CrossFit and marathon running and swimming and all that together. You wouldn't throw... Christian in there, you would throw that into where Facebook gives you the option to narrow further, you would put in Christian or whatever. Some companies are big enough if you're running ads that you can exclude your company if it's a big enough company. Some of the older legacy companies are, are in there and you can put them in and you'll find them and you can exclude them. Probably not to some degree for most of you, unfortunately. If you're in a newer com company or a smaller company, you won't find that. But, you know, when it comes to targeting, less is more. I try to find really big interest groups. Like I said, CrossFit's huge, right? <laughs> CrossFit games, CrossFit, da, da, da. And I just use this as an example because I know off my top of my head it's a big one. Yoga is really big. Hiking is really big. You know, bicycling, things like that. You know, you want to find these interest groups that are millions of people. And you can add multiple layers. Like if it's a really huge one, like I said, you could add in another layer. It doesn't have to be Christian. It could be their moms. It could be they are working professionals. It could be they've got to be a fitness advocate and they also like to garden. I mean, you could add in a layer of narrow further, but please don't add layer after layer after layer after layer because it makes Facebook very confused. And then your ads will get stuck or your leads will become very, very expensive. And if you're a new advertiser, you want to go with the simplest thing possible to get the most results so that your money goes further. And then over time, you can really dial in and hone in your ads, but you can do that through like retargeting and, uh, you know, things of that nature, you know, working through however your lead generation through your lists and through um, however you're collecting that information. But, you know, when you're going in there, just resist the urge 
of throwing everything in there but the kitchen sink. <laughs> I see it all the time. I go, I look at people's ads and I'm like, oh, I look and they've got like 82 million people and they've got everything under the sun in that interest group and everything but the kitchen sink, right? You know, and one thing that's important, especially when you're running your ads, is don't include, and Facebook will tell you to include, but don't include expanding the interest. Um, you'll see there's a button in there. There's a check mark. You can, you know, uncheck. It, they Facebook tells you to do it. You know, uncheck expand interest uh, for targeting. But we find that in general, that kind of gets a little crazy, and you might get some really unqualified people in your ads. But um, every now and then, if I've got a really tight market, I might use the expansion uh, feature, but it's not very often. You know, if I'm going after somebody really specific, recently we ran an ad to a group of professionals that was a really tight group. And a lot of times people don't put their what their job or their title or their education on their Facebook profile, but they give an indicator through their activity and stuff like that what they do. So it might be able to expand the interest and it might find them. But that's the rare occasion in which we do that. But, uh, you know, I really wanted to just use some very specific examples here for you because it's one of the biggest temptations and it's the easiest trap to fall into that will make your ads not work is by trying to throw in everything but the kitchen sink on these ads. So like, the, like I said, the first thing is, is trying to write your ad to everybody and every problem that prospect could have. So if you have a product that you're promoting, super wonder moon juice, and it fixes everything, which it might, you know, like high nutrition foods that are high antioxidant and high mineral and high vitamin, those things do a lot. They help a lot of people. But, you know, if you're writing an ad for that, you've got to pick one problem you're going to solve within a certain group of people. So that was the first thing, like I talked about, like maybe you want to go after women that are hormonal that are dealing with sleep issues, you know, I mean, very, very tight, you know, very, very tight audience, the more specific, the better. And then the other thing is when you go into the ads manager and you're writing that ad, everybody in your brother and sister and cousins, neighbors, dogs, pet sitter is not your prospect either. So trying to keep Facebook from getting confused because you remember when Facebook is looking for your prospect, you know, after you hit submit button and send it into Facebook, little robots take that data that you gave them and those instructions and they're these little robots or bots as we like to call them, or you may know it as the quote algorithm. It's a program that is going and trying to find your prospect. And if you give it too much to think about, it gets confused. So start your ads very, very um, specific with interest groups that are bigger, that are easier. You know, and I know a lot of people talk about very complex and deep, deeply rooted, you know, target interest groups. You know what? When you're first starting out, use big ones. Like when you are in the ads manager, you can hover over the interest groups like I said, you can start with like, say, running or jogging or CrossFit and you can hover over it. And if it's millions, then choose it. You know, you'll you'll fill your audience quota faster. And you like I said, you want that to be about a million plus or minus a couple hundred thousand. You want to give yourself some room. You want to let that algorithm, that program 
have enough room to move so that it will go and get you the right people. I mean, that's ultimately what we want. And it's got to be able to, to do that. And if we have a small audience, it won't be able to do that. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, the last thing I want to talk about is budget. You know, when I run Facebook ads, I see people comment some things that I'm like, oh my gosh, these people, they don't know. You know, when we used to run print ads in the old days, you know, print ads are kind of not valid really anymore, but we would minimally have to budget $400 a week for those ads. Minimally, minimally, minimally. You know, if we had radio ads, we would have to go and budget thousands and thousands for that. So when we're doing print ads and we're running them at say three to 400 a week, what, you know, how many exposures are you going to budget for? At least seven. That was the old rule, seven exposures. Well, with Facebook, we could start really cheap. And some people are on the old, you know, dollar a day bandwagon. I'll probably do a whole episode on budgeting. And I'm like, you're not going to get a slew and tsunami of prospects on a dollar a day. I'm sorry. Um, it's just not going to happen. If you think that's the case, then you need to not be an advertiser. But when you're first starting your ads, and I'm just going to give you this clue, because I'll talk maybe later at some point about, you know, how to budget. But start minimally with $5 a day to test your ads. Minimally $5 a day. You don't want to go to 20 a day or 30 a day, but you want to start between five and $10 a day. That gives Facebook typically enough room to move so that it can find your ideal prospect and start to build some val a validation if your ad is working or not. If we don't have enough budget, then Facebook can't move within that to find the right people. If your budget's too big, Honestly, I think Facebook will just blow through it. <laughs> so even if you have $50 a day, don't start with that. Start between five and 10 bucks a day and then let it do its magic and see what you get. So I hope this was helpful for you. I, uh, I know that when I was learning how to run ads, I threw everything but the kitchen sink and that ads manager and I tried to write ads that targeted everybody because I was taught that offline marketing, right? Everybody within three feet is your prospect. Well, that ain't true online. You can write multiple ads to the same avatar solving different problems, but the more specific you are in your problem solving, the better off your ad is going to be. So start with five to 10 bucks a day. Don't confuse Facebook with too many things and the targeting and the interest groups. Don't throw in everything but the kitchen sink. And you should start out pretty good with Facebook and your ads. So I'm going to leave you with that today. I hope it was of some good value. Again, this is Jen Springer of LikesToLeads.com. If you want to learn more about Facebook ads, check out LikesToLeads.com. I've got some resources over there, some articles. Uh, I think we've got a presentation you can watch. There's just all kinds of good stuff. We're, we're getting rolling on that, depending on when you listen to this. I have not done... <laughs> A website in many years. I've been doing other things and running a lot of ads. And I said, oh, maybe I'll start up a new website along with doing a new podcast. And uh, this seems to be going very well. People like the articles and uh, you can go over there and you can share that information. Of, of course, all the past episodes of this podcast are on there and uh, new things are being added all the time. So head over to likes to leads.com 
and get on our VIP mailing list. And there's a lot of goodies for you over there to help you and your business. So hope you're having a wonderful day and we will see you on the next episode.